Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. J.J. Joe, Baylor Radio color analyst, former Baylor quarterback, joins us on 365 Sports. J.J., uh, when did you notice that they had not run a single running play in that game until the fourth series against uh, Cincinnati on Saturday? Well, Smoke, my job is to analyze. And, I, I, you know, I recognized pretty quick that we hadn't gotten Reese or or Dawson or, or Dominique the ball pretty early. So, um, you know, I, I remember when they handed it off for the first time, and I'm, 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 I'm guessing here a little bit, I think it was one to Reese, but it may have been Dominique, but, but I knew pretty early. I don't think we got – I think maybe we got to the second quarter before we handed it off to a running back. So, <laughs> I recognized pretty early that our, our approach is going to be a little different today. J.J., what did you think of the changes they made along the offensive line? I liked them. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I, you know, I didn't know much about Colton. I'll be honest. Uh, Price, at, and, you know, I, I just kind of heard that he, you know, he's kind of a nasty guy, and I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean that in a good way for a lineman. That you know, he he likes to play up to the edge. I think that's very similar. I heard that about Clark. That Clark kind of likes to to play towards the edge, you know, of of of, of, of aggressiveness. Uh, but I did like it. I thought, you know, even though we didn't run it early to really test them, we did late. I thought the the middle seemed a little sounder. And I, I'll tell you something, guys. There's a, there's a few times in the game where as a, a quarterback, I actually think I said this on the air to Jay Mo. I said I think there was some pushing going on between Barrington and Price or one of them in the defensive tackles. And I said, I like that. And, and and what that meant to me is that when you have linemen that are a little bit edgy, you know, it can get you in trouble with some penalties. But I really like – I think this group of guys needs some – a few players that like to play right up to that edge and sometimes will step over. So I like the changes. So, J.J., they made those changes. They also very clearly, you know, we're not trying to establish the run early on, knowing that that was a strength of Cincinnati and a weakness of theirs. Eventually opened that up a bit more in the second half. But Rand also mentioned, you know, not hitting on some of the, the RPOs. And there were at least a couple of throws I can think of, uh, one to Keetron Jackson down the middle of the field that they just could not expose yep. and connect on that. Uh, obviously, Blake's got to hit those. Um, but outside of that, is this something that's sustainable? Is this a, a style that you can see them deploying for these next five games and, and having some success? 
I, I think so. I mean, I, I think it'll be tough next week a little bit because Iowa State plays a little different. Right. Uh, they're, they're a little bit more base, a little bit more sound. They take a few fewer chances. Uh, they they both both teams tackle well. So I think you know that we'll be able to incorporate just like our traditional run game a little bit more. I mean, we just kind of went all the way from one side to the other. I thought, but. If you see those two be tackled, if you saw uh, uh, the godfather and then the other guy called the father, because he actually is a, 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 a father of three children. Uh, so, so I mean, those guys are big, thick guys, man. And you can see why we just went the other way. But I like the RPOs. And I, I wrote this for you guys today. I said that I actually am not discouraged by them missing RPOs because, number one, we haven't run that diet of them this season. And that means that we've really probably worked on them the last couple of weeks with extensive action and working them in a scrimmage or in practice is so far removed from full speed in the game that I know that by next week, Blake will know, okay, this is Keetron's tempo on the RPO. This is Cameron and he'll connect on us because Blake is accurate. Blake, Blake just doesn't miss that much. So I, I was at least, at least that's the positive side. You know, I looked this up, and I did not know. Uh, he he threw 42 passes. I think last year against Oklahoma State, he threw 40. I believe right. he also completed more passes in that game and attempted more passes in that game than he has at any time. Now, last year was a full year. 21 was very a small sample size. Uh, it does show, man, he can wing it around a little bit. Hey, I mean, you know, hey, Dave, I mean, to me, when you commit to Blake, there's only one reason you're going to Blake. And this, and that's why I said, I, you know, I, I said last time, I didn't understand why we didn't get receivers. Well, now you have a few receivers I do feel. Now, sometimes we get in a matchup issue. We miss Hal. I hate that Hal's going to be out the rest of the season. Even Jonah, I think, is out. Uh, but I think we have enough guys on the edge. But when you go to Blake, I think you can throw the ball. I don't want to think you want to throw it 42 times every week. But I think you can throw the ball between 30 and 40 times every week with Blake, and he's going to give you something, especially when you have, I think, the good mix of receivers we have. You know, you have a – and here's the thing. Monterey, uh, if they hit him a couple times, he has 100 yards easy, but Blake didn't see him. But Monterey cleared so much for these guys on Saturday. I mean, you, you should have saw the commitment by Cincinnati to bracket Monterey, which opened up a couple digs for uh, Josh and opened up Keytron. So – uh, I think you can throw a smoke, you know, 30 to 35, 37 times. And with this mix of guys, we may need to be up into that 30 range anyway. JJ, how much do you think Keetron Jackson took a step forward and just his aggressiveness and not being denied in some cases? And there was still more meat on the bone. Like I, I mentioned with Blake, you know, hits him on a couple throws. He may find the end zone on one of those. But uh, huge game, obviously, for Keetron. What do you think that means moving forward? Well, I think a couple things. I, I think one, Coach Randa mentioned, I think they like the matchup a little bit better than maybe the previous week. Uh, I think Tech had a pretty decent guy on the edge, a couple of them. And I, I think there's one other, I forget which game it was. They had a pretty good match. I think they like the matchup. And I think it also helps. When receivers know, man, hey, we're going we're gonna to chunk it today. Mm. That, you go into the game with a whole different uh, a little pep in your step, trust me. And I think they knew coming in, that, like, Keytron ended up with, I think, 11 targets, and I think Monterey had 10, or that may be vice versa. And when you know, man, you're going to get looks, dude, it changes your whole mindset going into the game. And I was happy to see Keytron make catches that I think we all thought he would make 
earlier in the season, he's now finding his groove a little bit. Yeah, there was one when he kind of went up. There was a pack around him. He went up and grabbed it and yeah. came down with it. It didn't bounce loose. It's kind of like, okay, it's going to pop loose. So uh, on the broadcast, the television broadcast, I listened to a lot of what you do, but also was on the broadcast. Somebody brought up that they said that a lot of players met with Aranda during the uh, by off week and mentioned that they did not want some fake rah-rah stuff. They didn't want that. They wanted knowledge, X's and O's, and football content. And the younger players maybe that that was uh, kind of over their head by this emotion or energy. And you hear the fan base, he's not emotional enough. He's never going to be that way. That's who he is. And apparently it made a difference a little bit, at least for one week. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Coach Aranda, they they're just telling him, hey, man, be who you are. I mean, I, you know, I – you know, we've heard some stuff and what they're trying to do. They're just trying to – coaches are looking for buttons to push. I mentioned this last week to you guys. And every team, even though it has similar players, is so different. The stuff it takes to get guys going. And I always, I'm always a believer that, yeah, it's the coach's job to get these guys going. But then also, in combination with that, the veterans on this team. And that's what we saw the other day, Keytron. He's a veteran. He's only been here a short time, but he's a junior, senior, whatever it is. Uh, uh uh, uh, Matt Jones had a good game. We didn't talk about it much. He had nine, ten tackles. He's a veteran. So the combination between coaches and upperclassmen players, they have to be the ones that bring those young players along. Monterey's in that group. And I, I was glad to see it seemed like the level of energy and effort and, and just aggressiveness was, was there from the start, maybe the week off help. And I'm going to tell you, they talk about Coach Rand and not being fired. If you would have saw him on those sidelines, I mean, he, he was showing – that, hey, we, we need this. And I think they like him in that environment showing gas versus maybe, you know, trying to do a lot at different times in pregame, et cetera. J.J., to this week, a suddenly resurgent Iowa State team that's very physical up front on both sides of the ball. Um, this is going to be, uh, you know, a few weeks ago, this was one of the games, and look, they still could, but where you talked about, okay, well, this is maybe a get-right spot for Baylor, but they're going to have to come with it because it's going to be a street fight. No, it is. And one thing that Iowa State's going to do, and I wrote this today too, is that the one thing that this team still has to learn, number one, can I put back-to-back efforts together? You know, we had a, a good effort at Utah, then we came back and had not-so-good effort against Long Island, even though we won, and not-so-good effort against Texas. So they have to put good efforts back-to-back with energy present. And, and then the next thing is we have to learn that once you get a chance, because our team, we don't the, – the, the the margin of error for this team is not there. So when they get a chance, when they get a 20 to 7 lead like they did on Saturday, and you get the ball back, uh, or they get the ball, your defense is out there, you have to try to put a chokehold on a team. And if you don't, a team like Iowa State, who is sound, uh, who is going to make tackles, who is not going to make mistakes, they're going to force you to beat them, and then they're going to watch you beat yourself. That's what they'll do. And that's what they did to Cincinnati a couple weeks ago. So so it'll be a tough on Saturday. But I'm going to tell you this. Coming to this season, I didn't think Iowa State would win three, four games. Max. They're at four and one or four and two, whatever they are, guys. You know what they are. And I think from a talent perspective, uh, you know, maybe it's even. I don't know. I'm not analyzing rosters yet. I don't think it's a big gap where Iowa State is like, you know, three levels. uh, They have three levels more better talent than we have. But I think right now they're more confident. And on Saturday, I'm hoping our guys build on what they had this past Saturday. JJ, what was your Queen City and Nippert Stadium experience like? Hey, it was nice, man. I'll tell you, I was, uh, I was, uh, 
you know, the, 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 the stadium was a little smaller than I expected. I mean, I don't know what I expected. It was a little smaller, but it, I liked where it was. It was, it held sound pretty good. Uh, I liked going to the Queen's That's the first time I've been to Cincinnati itself. And only thing I hate is I was trying to get across the street. We went to someplace. And I was trying to get across the street to get some Reds gear, man. These, these jokers closing at like 530. I'm trying to say, what's up with that? <laughs> I didn't know you were like Salt Red- Lake City. I didn't know you were a Reds fan, <laughs> JJ. Hey, I, hey, man, I'm a, I grew up in Arlington. I'm a, I'm a Rangers okay. fan, but the one, the one thing, the one thing that I did when like the, it was the old Big Twelve, like we would go places like it was kind of new for me because I didn't play these. Like I went to Nebraska, I got a sweater. We went to different places. I always got a sweater or something just to have. Uh, I got my boys some shirts or something just to say, hey, man, I mean, it's, it's me. I probably won't go here very often. So that's all I want. I'm just trying to grab the red, some red gear. So being a Rangers fan, um, you uh, you a little excited about Game 7 tonight after that, What? how that finished Friday and then also last night? Hey, hey, hey I'm very excited. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I was hoping that I was hoping that Garcia would like dance around the sideline, I mean, around the, the base that last time yeah. when he got that up. So the guys would hit him and get us a free base runner here early in this game, right? I mean, yeah. I, that's what I was hoping. But but no, man, I, I grew up. You know, I'm not a huge baseball fan. I'll be honest. I do watch the World Series pretty much every year. Um, but I'm a Rangers fan because I grew up literally a mile and a half from the stadium. I used to go to the boys' club. Grew up in the boys' club. Then it's now the Boys and Girls Club. We used to always go to Arlington Stadium. We got free tickets. So I knew all the old guys. So it's good to see them back, at least with an opportunity. JJ, thank you, man. Great to have you on the show when we do. Appreciate your time. And again, his column, it is right up every Monday uh, in Sikkim365.com in the premium section. JJ, we appreciate it. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.